All right. I am looking forward to the rap, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right. Ronnie P. Ronnie P. Is drop in the a house. verse. All right. Said little bitch, you can fuck with us if you wanted to. These inexpensive, these is brown bottoms, these is chopper shoes. Hit the store, we can't get them both. Nani makes the shoes, and we're quick. Cut an auntie hustle, don't get comfortable. Look, we don't dance now, we didn't take part at Nathiam. Say, we don't gotta dance, we got four year degrees, say. If we see you and we don't speak, that means we don't fuck with you. We're a boss, you a worker, uncle, wearing chapel shoes, uh. Said we the jilted, we the Indians don't get comfortable, uh. We the jilted, we the Indians don't get comfortable. Okay, so welcome, Jilted Indian Podcast listeners. It is Pooja. Miranda. And Anju. Today, we were going to share with you some positives in our life. Uh, part of the reason why we even began this podcast is uh, because a certain fuckface got uh, elected. So we are checking in. We're checking in today. Yes, it's almost a year. It's since almost a year the since event. the terrible news. <laughs> since the we event. survived a year. Yay. High five! Yay. Yeah, Yay. we're not dead yet. <laughs> we're not dead yet. So that's true. That's so true. good for us not dying. Being, good for us not being taken away by ICE. Yeah, yeah. Or being detained in any airport. Although that's my swabbing, rare. my swabbing and pat down numbers have gone up in 2017 do better yeah men like i almost wonder if it's my iud because it's literally they jam their hands up there and i'm just like ain't nothing there ain't nothing there and also i need a voucher for a beer now so anyway i just got a laugh to keep from crying exactly so So in that year a lot of shit has gone down and most recently an unju told us that you know we should talk about this today so props otherwise we probably would have mentioned it in a footnote of today's episode but hashtag me too so Anjo, do you want to let us know what that is about what it is about as i'm sure everybody knows at this point of course last week the new york times did an article that outed harvey weinstein as a gross gross creep who has been sexually harassing and abusing women for what three decades in Hollywood, and that has led to an outpouring of support and, what, dozens of people coming out and with their own stories about Harvey Weinstein and other people. And then Alyssa Milano posted this idea, which actually came from someone else. It actually is a movement that was started by a black woman that was meant to get bring attention to cases of sexual assault against women of color. Um, Her name is Tarana Burke. She created the Me Too movement as a way to connect with survivors of sexual assault. And she's pretty much where it started. I've been working on this cause for- 10 years. Like like 10 years. And Alyssa Milano posted on social media to get awareness of it and it created this trending hashtag of Me Too. So for everybody, anybody, any woman, but really any woman or man who has experienced sexual harassment or sexual assault to simply share hashtag me too in their status. 
and share a story if they want to or don't. If they don't, they don't have to elaborate. But just to get an idea of how prevalent this really is and how basically everybody has had an experience with it. And it's been kind of amazing to see just how much that's taken off. Amazing and terrible. Uh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's only amazing to people who didn't expect it. Like, I fully expected and did see a lot of women on all my social media platforms with Me Too. And I expected it, given the statistics, given what we know about how women don't speak out, you know, and, or victims don't speak out, and the shaming of them. Mm. We, get, we get that. And so it wasn't a surprise to me. It was... I don't even know if I'm just too jaded to not even see the awakening of people on this topic. Like, I'm like, how can you not know? And then I have to step back and realize that I can't assume everybody reads all the same New Yorker articles I read or, or, you know, looks up the Economist blog and, and like nobody runs in the same, like, you know, thought circles necessarily as I do. Well, nobody does because I feel like I'm crazy. So I, you know, well, in a good way and like I, I overconsume things. So, um, but I just, I need to recognize that more because to me, the lack of awareness was infuriating. Yeah. It wasn't well, great. Sorry, just to clarify, when I say it's amazing, I wasn't, didn't mean that I was like surprised or amazed by how many people were affected. I was more, mostly just amazed by how much this movement of speaking out and like bringing awareness to yes. it has taken off yeah yeah the fact that like it is an international conversation at this point is really amazing to me well you know what's also interesting about that is that men are coming out about their stories of sexual harassment and sexual assault too and <laughs> you know with again men against men too just everybody's speaking out and i have two thoughts yeah. i have two thoughts on this in general the first is that you know, the sexual exploitation of human beings is cynical me is trying to gauge where regular people are on this topic. But like this, the exploitation of people and their bodies by people in positions of power, especially in Hollywood and music, the music industry is something I feel like has is an institution unto itself. You know, I listened to that podcast uh, you must remember this, which is about the first hundred years in Hollywood, and one of the stats that always, 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 always gets brings up in any story about anybody she talks about is an abortion cover-up or an abortion that led to a miscarriage that led to infertility for a starlet because she had to do casting couch duties, like shit like that. I'm I'm not saying that I'm not surprised by it. I'm just saying the this goes to my next point, which was all of this concentration, all of this act all of the speaking out now is kind of a proxy war against our president like Roger Ailes Bill O'Reilly Harvey Weinstein the next motherfucker and it's on the democratic side too yeah. because Samantha B and we will post her amazing amazing talk about Harvey Weinstein when she I, I don't even want to spoil it because yeah. she's so amazing and yeah. she basically said women talk to each other Talk to every woman you know, like they have the New York Times on speed dial. And then she was like, no, wait, they took too long. Talk to every woman like they have me on speed dial. Yes. And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's just, it's just, I can't even express my distaste for the XY identifying person who 
says, you know, I have daughters, a wife, and a mother, so I understand how shot the fuck up. Yes. You should, Hashtag not all men. Yeah, you should you should understand by virtue of being a human who has agency over their body, or uh, who thinks you have agency over your body. Like, you can't. I'm just done. I'm gonna let you guys talk about it. This is yeah, like this whole this topic has like been trigger. One of my friends said a very puja thing, and her name is Amy Golden. Hi, Amy. If you listen, she was saying men as a people group are trash. Like this would not be a problem. Literally, my quote though. Yes. <laughs> men. You know how prevalent it is. I saw it on some meme group. Some millennial friend I have shared it. And it was a meme that said, have you noticed the number of men our trash posts have gone down right near the holidays? Men stay woke. And I'm just like, now y'all trash all year round. <laughs> no, it is. It's like every day you celebrate being trash. Tw- so. Yeah, twice on leap day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. I feel like it's going to be four times on leap day. Or yeah. yeah no. You know, I feel like it's an everyday thing. Yeah. Yeah. This wouldn't be a problem if men as a group would actually take ownership of their own and say, hey, this shit's not okay. If they would just, if, if they would back other men into a corner and go, you will treat women with respect in here, then this wouldn't be a fucking problem. Can we bring up, okay, thank you, yes. Can we bring up The Walking Dead last season really quickly? Sure. So I used to watch that I mean, show. You can because Spo- one of no, we're not. We have no idea what you're talking about, but spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. If you watch The Walking Dead, the season's been over for six months, so fuck you. So, um. <laughs> As we all know, um, fellow future walkers, um, the, the character Negan this season is just the biggest, baddest, like wantonly destructive and violent person to, and he uses violence to rein people in, to prove a point, to control. He is that. And the entire time I binge watched the season, so the entire time I'm watching the season, I'm very hopeful they keep showing the stories of all the women like all women gonna fix this like the real world and so (laughs) the whole time like Negan is just this monster but he drew a line when one of his um you know surrogates was attempting to rape a female prisoner this motherfucker killed him he was like we have rules in this society we do not do that we do not disrespect people by taking their but i was just like yo do i gotta like the psychopath now because that's my line too that's so- really no, no i don't think we need to like a psychopath who likes killing for control but yeah it's i think a that's really universe. weird it's, i think it's that's, a very, rules, that's a very that's a very weinstein thing like i've i've gotta say yeah like that's character sounds like weinstein he was at the women's march he was like preaching for women's equality while also being this disgusting exactly exactly so it's it's like i mean still he kills somebody in the name of not raping and go writers of walking dead for that because i'm not sure if it's in the comic um similar to the shonda setting a rapist on fire oh my god yeah Yeah, that was very satisfying because in the walking dead fiction we wholeheartedly support yes yes especially in the walking dead universe because you kill an attempted rapist and they come back to life and you can kill them again. Like, for real, for real. So two deaths for the price of one attempted rape. Love it. Um, um, what was I going to talk we about? We were going to talk about things that bring us joy. What a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> the death of zombie rapists. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know when I 
see a post online or some piece of news, especially concerning women and women's rights, I know when I see that stuff, it's really easy for me to go through all the news sources, to read all of the social media posts, to voice my own opinion, to wait for, you know, shows like Trevor Noah and Samantha B and hopefully Francesca Ramsey gets her show going, um, to hear their opinions. And I just go down this tornado of, it's just like, it's just trauma. <laughs> it's like a trauma tornado. And I, I find us getting less and less power every time. I, it's, it's powerlessness that I feel. And I just get sucked into the tornado. And now I recently read Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness. And she had a really good quote in there where she talked about whenever things like this happen, people who are resilient, who feel true belonging, they zoom in to their lives when things like that happen. So they are aware, but they're also, they know how to zoom out and look at what's happening in the world, but they also know how to zoom in and they go really deep into focusing on their lives and their own self-care. So I've been trying that. I've been trying that lately. I'll be flipping through Facebook and I'll see some headline that um, robs me of air in my lungs. And then I will turn that thing off and I will go play video games or I'll turn it off and ask myself, have I gone on a walk? And I'll go on a walk. Or am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Um, have I meditated today? Go take some essential, I have these shower tabs that like are aromatherapy mm -hmm. and they like eucalyptus and there's peppermint and, and I run a hot shower and have a little spa moment or I'll go get a massage, Wait, something. Tell me more about these shower tubs. Okay, <laughs> go to Sprouts. Go to Sprouts in the shower section and they're by Our Acacia. And it's there's like three scents. There's lavender, eucalyptus, and peppermint. And I got the eucalyptus and peppermint. Peppermint for the mornings, eucalyptus for the evenings, and of course lavender for the evenings if you want. And then, and then it's just like I get to smell this scent and know that I am doing something for myself in this moment. What do you do for self-care, Pooja? Kind of like you, I kind of, I don't shut off my intake. I slow down my intake. Won't check all the tweets that I have coming to my phone directly from the news sources. I'll glance at the push notification and I'll move past it. But I will focus on whatever issue, passion, project I may have at the moment. And right now it's, you know, ACA enrollment. So I'll focus on the news having to affect that and not get mired in the bullshit because you're right. There's a cycle to everything. Like the bad news comes out on Friday. The firings come out on Friday. <laughs> so we have the whole week. He riles everybody up on Monday. A couple things that I have noticed that have kept me through are things I always turn to, which is some other form of art or media or something to get lost in. The first is... I'm reading Colson Whitehead's Pulitzer and the National Book Award winner, um, The Underground Railroad, which Barry Jenkins of Moonlight fame is turning Ooh, into a movie. Awesome. But just reading this book from both a reader's perspective and a writer's perspective, which I, I you know, I love doing now, I, I, amateur writer that I am, just thinking about the facts and the metaphors that he uses 
and things like that. Just let me get lost in a good book. And he's very skilled at it. Every award he won is justly deserved. I have two chapters left. The book is terrifying. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. So if you haven't read it yet. What is the title again? It's The Underground Railroad okay. by Colson Whitehead. So I love on his website, after naming Pulitzer Prize, after naming National Book Award winner, he named the third accolade is Oprah Book Club Selection. So <laughs> I um, love it. So I love that. The other thing is binge watching TV. I mentioned I watched The Walking Dead. Um, and I... I, I and things like zombies and stuff don't scare me because I see like the metaphors and the horror and stuff like that. So I like The Walking Dead for that. But a show that I recently um, got caught up on and finished was The Carmichael Show. As we all know, it's no longer on NBC. But it was so good, you guys. It was so good tackling the stuff that we like to talk about. And people didn't give it a freaking chance. I don't think anybody watched it because I didn't hear about it, you know. But it was a great show. So that has kept me busy. And then um, two more things. One is Salted Caramel Crown Royale. We product tested this. It is delicious. I have product tested all of the Crown Royals except vanilla because boo. It's good stuff. It's in time for the holidays. The box has a little uh, snowflake on it. And I will say it goes really good with almond milk and ice. It's, it's very sweet. I've been drinking it during this podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, when I got here and saw the Crown Royal, I was like, all right. Final thing that has been bringing me joy is a new practice. It's saying no to things. Ooh, boundaries? Boundaries. So one of the things uh, I said no to was really hard for me because uh, the person asking, I never had said no to. But, you know, it's something where I was just like, you're just asking me to do something because you don't want this other outcome. It's not necessarily because... I express an interest for it or I'd be a good fit for it. It's just, it's a better of the alternative. And that's not necessarily why I said no, because I literally adulted up and was just like, I'm mine about this life. And so... <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. So saying no to stuff, having some exercise and some control about where my time goes is the theme of mm -hmm. my self-care. I so, love that. Boundaries yeah. are huge. Yeah. I say no all the time yeah. and it is the best and i don't think people take offense to it because i think it's worse if you say yes yeah and then you hang out with them reluctantly or you flake on them at the last minute yeah i have had friends asking me to hang out but knowing i have several busy weekends coming up for a musical that i'm playing knowing that Sunday afternoons are going to be very sacred for me after that's over. Um, knowing that's happening, I know the last free Sunday I have, the last two free Sundays I have, I'm not actually going to hang out with people. And anyone who asks me to hang out, I'm probably going to say no to more than likely just because I, I've now reached a place, I think I've shared with you all that I've been in recovery mm -hmm. and I've been seeing my therapist about issues dealing with trauma in the past but now i'm on the i feel like i'm on the other side and saying no is drawing very strong boundaries about what matters to me the absolute most and yes hanging out with friends hang that matters to me doing things like even this podcast matters to me however i'm always going to put myself first so the strong boundaries are around my walking my dog the video game time craft time i got into cross stitching right now i'm doing a cross stitch 
quote of Beyonce's formation that says <laughs> slay trick or you get eliminated. Yes. It's going to be an, against black and hot pink and I will share it. And, but like even that quote slay trick or you get eliminated. I was uh, reading a bunch of articles on Beyonce's formation, speaking of rabbit holes. So I um, noticed that line is like, they don't give a fuck about you. You take care of your business. You take care of what matters to you and you be strong because groups that are, you know, you're in a marginalized group. All these other bigger, way more privileged groups will squash you. So you be strong. Slay trigger, you get eliminated. That's my quote. I could talk more about formation, but it's Andrew's turn to talk about self-care. Yes. What have you been doing lately? My self-care is sleeping a lot. Awesome. Basically, that's my self-care is hibernating. Awesome. <laughs> and playing video games, and it's the fall television season, so I've been watching my shows. And I talk, my shows are the same shows I always tell you guys to watch, but it's Queen Sugar and The Good Place. And if you haven't listened to me yet, this is the time, guys. Okay, The Good Place is on Thursday nights, right? It's next to Will and Grace. So I will start watching that at your suggestion, and Queen Sugar when I actually get... All of season one of The Good Place is on Netflix, so hurry up and watch it, and then you can start watching season two. Okay. So I watched the first four episodes in the background of The Good Place, and I got thoughts, but I'll wait till I finish to formulate them. Okay. And bring them to you, but I got real metaphysical thoughts. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. That, um... There's an Indian girl on that yes, show, and, she, and she's hilarious. And I'm just like, oh my god, it's me with a British accent. Like, that's the whole time I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, it's me with a British accent. <laughs> she's so great. She's my favorite. I love Tahani. I'm looking forward to watching that. Now, of course, y'all know the Shonda Rhimes shows have come back, so Scandal is a must-watch. There is this one scene where Melly was tired of Olivia, played by Kerry Washington, bossing her around, and she was like... It is just us. I am all you have. Outside this door are a bunch of men. And it was just like this. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Like it was just this big old woman power. Because I stopped watching Scandal like three episodes in. Is, like, what's his name gone? Is yeah, he's gone. He comes back and, and forth and whatever. But right now, it's one big fat women celebration festival. And there's a female president, like there should have been. <laughs> and there, it's not only that there's a female president, there is uh, a female chief of staff. And it's Olivia, and she's a badass, and she's running the show. And she's like creating Melly's legacy and of course she's a little bit of a mess what woman isn't but she's like i'm a mess i'm handling it i'm also the boss you know and, and it's just so affirming for me to watch a fictional story of a black woman in power you know a white woman by her side these two women running the show even with all these outside forces trying to come in and uh, don't cry puja don't cry <laughs> It's, fuck it's, the electoral college. Yeah. It's fuck the electoral college. Yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck the electoral college. <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's Grey's Anatomy, too. And I, of course, that's where they set the rapist on mm -hmm. fire last season. And I'm enjoying that as well. And I just love Shonda. And, of course, Will and Grace is back. And their commentary is as timely as can be. And as a playwright in the 30s. As a playwright. <laughs> 
Will and Grace being back because I only watched the first episode and it wasn't great. And it was they they told um, everyone that they were going to address the political. How can they ignore the political things going on? So they only had one episode that was political. It's right back to normal Will and Grace. So if you stopped watching Will and Grace because you're like, I'm not like the next Batman the can, go fuck yourself. Look, this was this show. It was political. It was just kind of painful. Uh, oh, sure. I yeah, it was. Watch- it was. It was good. And they went back to being their musical referencing self. Ben Platt is um, in the next episode. And, you know, Jack is still this totally dependent, you know, boy man, you know, man child. It's really funny. And Karen is still like this pill popping, you know, drinker who's actually. We're all Karen now. Yeah. <laughs> Pill popping drink, except she she like voted for Trump in the show. Like yeah, she's like yeah, she's super conservative. Except she's sixty three percent of women are Karen now. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then um, they they go right back to the show. It, it's it's not political right now in the middle of it, and it's it's got old characters. Beverly Leslie's coming back. It's just going to be so good. It's so good already. And this last one, it was really funny because um, they did address girls in um, marginalized neighborhoods and she was living with her single father and her father doesn't know how to talk to her about her period and this girl was asking Karen like what to do about that and you know Karen was like trying to pretend like she's like this mean bill popping drinker and uh, she ended up helping this girl and you know telling showing her how to put on a pad or a tampon and telling her about her care and it just pointed out the necessity of Planned Parenthood and places like that to help girls get the care they need um anyhow so she goes you're nice aren't you she said that to you Karen she's like you're actually nice aren't you and she goes how dare you like (laughs) classic Karen Walker yeah so um, if you got turned off by how sad the first episode was, Anju, I think you would enjoy it. Okay. I mean, I'm watching the show directly before and directly after, so I guess. You might as well, yeah. I think that there is a show that I'm supposed to watch called Bubblegum. Is that what it's oh called? Oh my god, you need to watch Bubblegum. Okay, it's it. It's um. It is starring um, a woman who they unfairly compared to the British Lena Dunham, but she's not. No. Um, Michaela, can't remember her last name, but she's a comedian, comedian, and she writes and I think she directs a couple episodes in season two. But her wit is paramount. Her comedic timing is great. Her facial reactions are amazing. Okay. The situations she writes are body. On a, if I love Lucy was a black millennial living in the estates of London level up. Like, it's just like wacky situations that you're just like, this is unique to her life. But you can totally see it happening. But it's the funny, I had to pause several times to laugh, rewatch, pause again to laugh. (laughs) It is just ridiculously funny. I highly recommend it. They canceled it after two seasons, but it is greatness. It is greatness. Sweet. That sounds good to me. All right, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. Well, TV shows are excellent. I think that taking time to... I'm not a binger, but I set aside time on Friday night to watch Thursday Night Scandal. Saturday, I watch Grey's. I catch up on Will and Grace probably, you know, during my teaching break on Fridays. I, like, schedule television watching in 
in little bits because it's a great way to sit back and relax and not pay attention to the world. And I just think that's really important for self-care. I feel like we've hit on several things from our last season today. Yeah. Like self-care, uh, representation. We did a whole episode about sexual assault. A sexual assault <laughs> and all of that. And yeah. we also talked about why we even started in the first place. So this is this was a nice so little... So basically this is where we are eight months later in the same <laughs> Doing the same shit. But we've can... seen a lot more. And, and, <laughs> and we survived. May I remind us all that we've survived yes. so, this far so much That's so far. That's important to remember. Yeah. And I really dig this zooming in thing. So, if you know, forum time, how do you zoom into your lives, listeners? And when you see all these crazy headlines, how do you turn it off for a minute? Because you are more important than solving the world's problems. Uh, yes. And look at it like this. If you don't believe in zooming in or you're just going to be that person, you can't be the person you want to be in your other realm if you're not taking care of yourself. Like, if you collapse because you were eating burgers and had high cholesterol because you forgot to eat and the only thing open is midnight, 2 a.m. is bad food. And we've all been there, by the way. Yes. No shame, no judgment. I'm just saying, take time to zoom in on yourself so you can be the better person all around. Yeah. But I'm eating burgers is my self-care. Don't judge me. I'm not judging. <laughs> I've had five burgers this week. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Oh, there was a quote, I think. Go ahead, well, Andrew, what are you going to say? No, no, I'll, go ahead. Okay. Go you do want to go more on the burgers thing? <laughs> no, it was a different topic. Um, I wanted to say there was a Scott Peck quote that I found. He wrote, The Road Less Traveled. And has really great thoughts about what love is and how what people think love is versus what love is actually. And he defines love as an extension of oneself for the spiritual growth of oneself or another person. And to tack that on to Brene Brown as well, Brene um, talks about how in her research she found you can't love another person more than you love yourself. Now we're not talking about people who have to care for newborns, the people who are, you know, little children who are dependent upon adults, but we're talking about taking care of yourself so you have actual love to give. And boy, do we ever need that. It, Scott Peck said, if you do not uh, value yourself, you will not value your time. And if you do not value your time, you are not going to do anything with it. So what's first? Boundaries. Love, yeah, loving yourself and boundaries. <laughs> boundaries is a huge one. Boundaries around what's most valuable to you and boundaries against what does not help you grow and yes. what's not good for your soul. Yes. So, um, Anju, what were you going to say? I was going to say that my self-care challenge is my Twitter feed, which is like 99% political stuff that makes me angry. <laughs> so I need to work on like a better balance of things that actually I like – enjoy yes <laughs> so it's like, it's like a, a portal into you know anger i have several k-pop sites if you're interested <laughs> slay trick or you get eliminated yes that's that's gonna be my not only my cross stitch but my way of life oh my god so that's two of us that have a sign off now anju man Pressure's on you by the end of the second season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we just talked about this performance-wise earlier. You let it flow. You let the mistakes out, you know? Anyway. Don't thank- worry. My dad will be happy to tell you that you can't push, force me to do anything until I am damn well ready to do it. <laughs> Preach. Can I just say that the thing that I said no to, I was in a room full of um, 
mixed genders and the person asking me to do something was um was my uncle and I was just like no I'm not going to you know do this thing and he was like and he asked the lady next to me well do you want to it's stepping up to leadership position I don't want people to get the wrong idea like did the lady next to me like do you want to take on that role and she was like no nah, I have six six years on this committee I'm out and so um he was just like gone are the days when you two used to listen to me and I oh. was a, no 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 I, 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 I moved my hand away from the table and I said, come on now, uncle, you know me of all people. I don't listen to anything a man ever tells me. And everybody in the room started laughing except the priest. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, what he did there was manipulation. He, he was trying to manipulate the, you know, yeah. like, oh no, I do care. No, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. You got to so, take care of yourself first and yes. what you need. Slay yes. trick. Oh, you get eliminated. Yes. Okay, ladies. No. Okay, I'm going to stop. Okay, now. Let's get information. Okay, so. <laughs> you know what a joke is? Okay, we can stop recording. You know that Let's bitch see. when you cause all this conversation? You know that men joke about like, oh, when she done, she gonna make me a sandwich? And I'm be like, yeah, I'll make you a sandwich because odds are I ain't asking you to take me to Red Lobster, motherfucker. So. Always stay gracious. <laughs> best revenge is your paper. Okay, anyway. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. This has been Miranda. And Pooja. I don't know why she's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're doing her taking your glass to cheers thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's a Foley artist too. Yes. She's a ventriloquist. <laughs> We're going to try this again. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to, you know, comment. Let us know what you do to zoom in and what you do to take care of yourself. What gives you strength? Uh, and also what I can follow on Twitter. Yes, what Anju <laughs> can follow on Twitter that doesn't make her angry. Yes, and if you have show suggestions that highlight uh, POC voices, let us know because we love that stuff. And until then, it has been Miranda, Pooja, and Anju with the Jilted Indian Podcast. Go in peace and power, and don't come for me on my rap. Bye. What she, what she meant to say was come with love and courage, but you I know. wanted to sign on with that, but I was uh, I keep forgetting. We're gonna, you know what? We are a work in progress. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> All right. Testes one two. Ovaries three four. Memories five six. <laughs> I think we're doing this wrong. Way to make me do math on top. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I have to count now? Wait, where did we leave off? The levels might be a little high. <laughs> <laughs>